Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. All right, do it again. Here we go. This could be a sentence that a month ago would sound incomprehensible. From 31 yards, McPherson and Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. He called it again, I'm sure. He walked up and he goes, can you believe, Coach? We're going to the Super Bowl. And they did it. They beat Mahomes at home. Wow, Joe Burrow. No way. Well, that was the moment, and don't we love those moments when you find out that your team is into its first championship grand final, whatever you want to call it. In this case, it's a Super Bowl. The first time the Bengals have been in a Super Bowl for 33 years. It's just their third Super Bowl appearance in their 55 years. 1967, they came into fruition. And to tell us what that means and to tell us how the people of Cincinnati are handling this incredibly exciting news and that performance in knocking out the number one seed in the Kansas City Chiefs at home. Just remarkable. And uh, a man who's covered the Cincinnati Bengals for a very long time. He's a sports anchor and reporter with WLWT5, the NBC affiliate in Cincinnati. George Vogel, one of the most experienced uh, broadcasters and voices in Cincinnati sports, been good enough to jump on the phone with us. George, hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm... All that stuff just means I'm old, I think. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say you'd been covering the Bengals since their inception. <laughs> well, close enough. I did I did cover the previous Super Bowl 33 years ago. So, yeah, I've been around. So what does it mean? And when you hear that moment where you hear that it's finally happening for the first time in 33 years, what does it mean to you in this team that you've followed for such a long time and reported on and you know so intimately and for the people of Cincinnati? Yeah, it's something you thought would never happen again because in the 80s they went twice and things seemed to be somewhat normal with the Bengals like other franchises that went every now and again. No one saw this 33-year drought coming. Uh, they went 31 years without even winning a playoff game. So it's been a total famine when it comes to football in Cincinnati at the NFL level. And when that happened, when they won, when Evan McPherson kicked that field goal, it was more than a sigh of relief. It was jubilation. I mean, every bar in Cincinnati, the roof came off with people screaming and jumping on tables and throwing beers on each other. And some people even cried. There, There's so many fans of the Bengals who have never seen them succeed, never seen them win a playoff game. And for this to happen, uh, it, it's a moment they thought they would never see. 
George, this last 12 months has been another one of the years, sort of like 2016, where it's the drought breaker year. We saw 12 months ago Tampa Bay and then the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA, first time in 50 years. Over in Australia, we've had the Melbourne Demons in Aussie Rules football win for the first time in 64 years. The Penrith Panthers in our National Rugby League uh, break a a long-held drought. And it just seems to be happening again in this last 12 months. How much hope... Is there in, in, in Cincinnati that this could be the year to get your first ever? There's first ever, yeah. The franchise first year was 1968. Um, that was their first season, and this would be the first one ever in that long time. And people think they've got a pretty good shot here. I mean, they were an underdog on the road uh, at Tennessee. They were an underdog on the road at Kansas City, down 18 points in the first half and came back to win. So people feel really good about their chances against the Rams, and I have to agree with them. I, I, this team has been so resilient. It doesn't matter what kind of hole they get in in a game. They find a way to get out of it, and if they don't win the game, they're at least right there at the end where they have a chance to win, and uh, they're clicking right now. Their defense is playing much better. Uh, I, I think their chances are really, really good of grabbing that Lombardi trophy, and you know, you want to make it happen now. You want to do it now while the chance is right there, and it's a very good chance for them to do it. But there's also the feeling that this team is so young at all the critical positions that they're going to be back in this position time and again here in the next several years. There's a real belief that this is not just a one-shot deal for the Bengals. Speaking of George Vogel, much respected and long-time sports anchor reporter for WWT5, the NBC affiliate in Cincinnati. George, how does a team in such a short amount, of, short amount of time, with all due respect, go from being a punchline to a potential champion. How has this happened? Yeah. It, it's amazing. And they've, they've had so many uh, under-the-radar signings and free agency where it's like, okay, that guy's pretty good, and, and, but, you know, he's not a world beater that's going to turn a franchise around. So there's two things. They were very shrewd. in in signing these free agents that fit the things they want to do, not just on the field, but in the locker room, team guys who were, you know, team captains in college. They they were looking for leaders, and they brought in a bunch of leaders. They were able to get their hands on them. And then, of course, there's the quarterback, Joe Burrow, who has meant the world to this franchise. He went, went healthy, and last year he had that horrific injury. But up until that time, he had this team thinking, they could win any game they were in because he makes plays. He, he's a difference maker. And somehow he shook off that injury in a short amount of time, was able to start the beginning of the season this year, and was just terrific all season long. And it seems like the tighter the game, the bigger the moment, the better that guy plays. It, it's remarkable. And, and he's been a really, really big part of this. And then I don't want to leave out the head coach, Zach Taylor. The poor guy was almost run out of town after last season. He only had six wins in two years, but he instilled a belief in these guys that it can happen here. You guys are leaders. You guys are in charge of the team. You're in charge of the locker room. It's your responsibility. And they took it and ran with it, and here they are. It worked. I want to talk a little bit more about Joe Burrow in just a moment, but it it seems to me when you talk about the recruiting, we've seen this starting to happen in our professional codes at the moment where teams, especially teams that aren't in what we would call the nucleus of Aussie rules footy in Victoria, they recruit players that have known each other growing up, that they came through the under-18 system and they bring them out of their state 
and to another state, but with friends or, or, or brothers or whatever it might be. That's exactly what Cincinnati have done. They, they raided LSU uh, in the draft. And that yep. photo of um, Joe Burrows being shouldered off the ground after the uh, the championship yep. win by Tyler um, Sher- uh, Tyler. Uh, Sheriff, uh, Chevron, I think it is, and then Jamar Shelvin, Ch- yeah, yeah, Shelvin sorry, Shelvin, and, yeah. and Jamar Chase, his wide receiver from LSU. That's really, really smart yep. recruiting. It, it was really interesting because there was a big debate, uh, especially after Burrow was injured last year. They need offensive linemen, and they've needed them for years to, to protect the quarterback. And, you know, a lot of things start with offensive line in, in American football and the NFL. Um, there was a really good one available when Jamar Chase was there in the draft. And the Bengals felt like, number one, Jamar Chase was such a talent that they couldn't pass on him. And number two, he already had that chemistry from LSU with Joe Burrow, and it was just like plug and play. I mean, that kid could just walk in, and Joe Burrow knew exactly what he was all about. Uh, they're on the same page constantly. And I was skeptical. That, that that was going to work as well as it did early on. And boy, oh boy, did it ever. I mean, you know, Jamar Chase had one of the greatest uh, rookie years any wide receivers ever had in the NFL. So they've, they've done some smart things and, and done some things that I weren't sure were going to work out, but they knew better than I this time. George, talk to us about football in Ohio. I've read that Ohio um, is almost the birthplace of professional American football, yet yeah. the Browns and the Bengals for such a long time have been considered just a hot mess, a dumpster fire, and yeah. that must really hurt the people of Ohio. That must really hurt the people of Ohio because it's such a proud and 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 rich and long held belief and tradition. Just talk to us about the the place of football in Ohio. There, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it, it is it's a football hotbed here in the United States, and it's the high school football here is very, very good. Um, you know, you've got California, which is a big state, Texas, a big state, Florida's loaded in high school football, and then Ohio's right in line with that, right behind. I mean, our high school programs in football are so sophisticated now. Uh, they're, they're up to the level that what some colleges would have been, you know, 30 years ago. It's, it's crazy how football nuts this area is and then you've got Ohio State that's been successful at the collegiate level and now the University of Cincinnati has stepped up and, and they've been very successful people love their football in Ohio it's it's and as you say the Pro Football Hall of Fame is here in Ohio uh, Canton and that area is, is you know believed to be the birthplace of professional football and it's just it was all over the state we had several in the old NFL, several NFL franchises in this state in places like Portsmouth and Canton and Akron and Ironton and just places like that where, you know, you don't you would never see it today. But that's where the birth was. That's what it grew out of. And people still have that instilled in them. And and that's, you know, part of the reason the celebration was what it was the other night when the Bengals broke through is They've been waiting for this. They've been starving for this. They've been, you know, looking for something to grab a hold of and have pride in, and, and this year's Bengals team finally did that. We're speaking to George Vogel, sports anchor, reporter, uh, long-time WLWT5, the NBC affiliate in Cincinnati. Uh, how intense is the rivalry between the Bengals and the Browns, and how good and how sweet a feeling is it for Bengals fans to be able to hold this over uh, their Browns uh, contemporaries? 
Well, there's no doubt it's sweet for Bengals fans because, <laughs> you know, let's face it, the Browns have had plenty to laugh about, even though they've had their own issues. As you said, they, they were as much of a hot mess as the Bengals were, but they at least, had, you know, tasted a little bit of success. And then they've got certainly the, the longtime history to draw upon where they had a lot of good teams. But yeah, this has been big. And that, that is a great rivalry more recently the better rivalry has been with Pittsburgh in the mm. same way with the Browns. They're right because Pittsburgh's been so darn good. You know, they've won a couple Super Bowls, you know, since the, the turn of uh, the year 2000. And, and they had a lot of success over the years, making the playoffs and dominating the division. Um, that's probably been the hotter rivalry is Brown Steelers, Bengals Steelers. But when both teams are, you know, fairly good and the Browns and the Bengals hook up. Yeah. It, it can get nasty. It, it, it doesn't take long to rekindle that fire. You were talking about Joe Burrow before this guy just fascinates me. Um, he, he, his final year of college is, is an all timer because it was a Heisman, but he had struggled to really get going in college football, just as he sort of did in high school football, which there's a little bit of Brady about that. But I'm looking at some of the numbers around him, just the second, uh, there's only a handful of second year QBs to have reached the Super Bowl: Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. Tom Brady, Kurt Warner, Dan Marino, and Colin Kaepernick. Only two QBs have beaten the Chiefs and Mahomes at home in the playoffs and the other one's Tom Brady and no QB has ever won the Heisman a national college title and a Super Bowl in just his second year this guy is amazing what's he actually like as a human being you would have interviewed him countless times he is the son of a coach his father is a defensive coordinator at the collegiate level or was until he retired a year ago to watch Joe in his career um Son of a coach, so he's got that. His older brothers played football and, and played at the collegiate level, so he's got a lot of that. He's grounded. He's very grounded. Nothing's too big for him. He thinks like a coach. Uh, he carries himself like a coach, and and he really is a very humble person. His, his mom's a school teacher. Uh, they've done a great job with this young man. Great job. But all that being said, there is also this other element of him. That's a little cocky, a little, <laughs> I can do this and you can't stop me. And you have to have that to mm. be successful as a quarterback in the NFL. And he's got that too. He will trash talk you. He will let you know he got you. Uh, he will let you know you can't stop him. He's a, he's a competitive dude. He is very competitive. Um, and But at the same time, he is grounded. He's very respectful in interviews, very respectful with any uh, other you know, interactions he has with people. He's, he's just a good kid. And, and it, sometimes you sit here and you look and you watch this guy and you realize his age and you're like, this is too good to be true. I, I'm still waiting for some shoe to drop that is like this guy isn't, you know, Superman. Like, like he's kind of come in Cincinnati and become here in two years. And he's always been that way, even in high school. And he grew up in Ohio, Athens, Ohio, which is, what about two and a half, three hours from Cincinnati, and he uh, he he was just always that guy that other people kind of gravitated to. Even though he wasn't an outgoing personality in high school, people gravitated to his leadership skills and just his his. Uh, they call him Joe Cool. I mean, he's just got this coolness about him that nothing rattles him, and that's how it's been in the NFL. It's been remarkable to watch. 
So how does it unfold, do you think, in a couple of weeks' time, George? You're coming up against the LA Rams, who amazingly started as the Cleveland Rams back in 1936. So there's an Ohio connection there. They haven't won since they were at St. Louis in 99. They're back in LA now. You've got all the stories around OBJ, and you've got Matt Stafford, which is a great story. You've got the two youngest coaches that have ever gone head-to-head in a Super Bowl game. So there's plenty to get sentimental about for LA. So how does it play out? How do Cincinnati make sure they capture something that's eluded them for so long? Yeah, they just have to stick with the plan they've had in the playoffs, and that is don't make it bigger than it is, even though this is the biggest one of all. Uh, The coaching staff's done a good job having these guys stay in their routine. And it's like, okay, we did this in week seven of the regular season. We still do that leading up to the Super Bowl. This is how we're going to approach practice. This is the days we're going to practice. This is how long we're going to practice. This is when we watch the film. Uh, They keep everything the same and try to keep it, you know, like just another game. And the Bengals just have to go out there and, and, and I think they'll, I think they're going to put up a good fight. I think we're going to see a heck of a Super Bowl. There's, you know, the Rams are loaded. They, they've got good players. Cooper cup is unbelievable. As you mentioned, Matthew Stafford had a great year. Um, you know, they've got great defensive players, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey come to mind immediately. Yep. Um, they, they're, they're loaded. So it's, it's going to be a tough battle. But I will say this, anyone that can go to Kansas City in that crowd against Patrick Mahomes and that team and be down 18 points in the first half and find a way to come back and win, they can beat the Rams too. So I, I expect the Bengals to be right there. Could be Evan McPherson with another field goal. Who knows? He's He's 12 for 12 in the playoffs. Hasn't missed one yet. Uh, it's got all the hallmarks of a, a real shootout, doesn't it? Two young offensive coaches, two, um, you know, two quarterbacks with big arms and big talent. You know, you mentioned yep. Jalen Ramsey versus Jamar Chase is going to be amazing. And Aaron Donald is going to put all the pressure on uh, when it comes to Joe Burrow. And it's got so many tantalizing uh, aspects to it. George, we'll, we'll chat to you after uh, good, bad or otherwise. But thanks so much for giving us some time tonight and just teaching us a little bit about what this means to the people of Cincinnati and Ohio. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And I hope all the good folks down under enjoy the game. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.